Hey there, this is the Shortlist Podcast on iTunes, Omni or whatever platform you listen to your potties on. We usually hang out with you from 4pm every Sunday on Sin 90.7. However, we're taking all our bits and pieces and popping them online for your convenience. We are Gloria and Ro and we're here to introduce you to all your new favourite artists. Hell yeah we are. We're digging into the inspirations, motivations and stories behind the bands on the way up. So come along for the ride. It's great to have you here. El Cool, a.k.a. Callum Baker, a 22-year-old producer and songwriter based in Melbourne. He was first introduced to us in 2015 through his collaboration with a fellow producer and songwriter, Woods. In school and later in university, he developed a keen interest in technology evolving as an electronic musician. Yeah, so Callum took an interest in music from a young age, singing in the car, embarrassing his brother. (laughs) He grew up in Phillip Island, which definitely influenced his music. But it was when he left home and relocated to Melbourne that his world was opened up. We like to take things back to the very beginning. So when did you first take an interest in music? When did I first take an interest in music? I have this really early memory of being in the car and I was in the front seat and my brother and his friends were in the back seat. And I was, I was singing along to like Sunday Morning or whatever it's called by Maroon 5. Yeah. And I just remember just like singing along and then like, you know, I would have been whatever age when that came out. What year was that? 2005 or something. I would have been like 10, 9 years old. And... Uh, and, and just being told, like, shush, because I think I was embarrassing my brother in front of his friends. And it was just sort of like, ah, oh, like, don't people just enjoy singing along to stuff? And, you know, and I kind of look at that as being, like, my first little uh, taste or insight into, into what would become my passion for music. It's just I always enjoyed singing along, and I always enjoyed... I, I was in, whenever, whenever I listened to music, I was always kind of involved with it. Um, it wasn't this passive thing that I just enjoyed. Uh, but I, I think when it came to really getting into it, like I think I tried picking up guitar in primary school as well. And just the whole notion of like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, I couldn't even separate it from being like the actual alphabet. So it just didn't make any sense. I would like try and make a G shape like of the letter G with my hand on the guitar. And I'm like, isn't that what this is supposed to be? <laughs> um, and then in high school, I picked up guitar and in like year seven or eight. And for some reason, it clicked that time. And and yeah, I just started learning heaps and, and um, picked it up pretty quick and um, got really into a lot of, you know, Radiohead strokes, um, started writing my own stuff because I, you know, looked up to those guys, these like legendary, you know, charismatic front men with just like sort of swept up in, in their lives and the world that they lived in. And um, yeah, eventually that kind of developed into being a performer myself. Yeah. So um, you grew up in Phillip Island, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So did you ever find that your surroundings ever influenced you as an artist? Like when it comes down to, I guess, the location you're in, or I guess sort of to a degree, the remoteness of it, like it's not exactly a big city and there are certain opportunities which are there and which aren't there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think about that all the time, actually, like, especially, you know, my first year, like coming out of Phillip Island, coming out of high school, it was just like, wow, like music was just, I was just opened up to a whole new world of it. And um, 
kind of blew my mind, especially being around such a diverse range of people at university. Uh, and I kind of look back on the remoteness of Phillip Island in a, in a good way, I think. Um, there wasn't a big music community down there. Um, and also in the way that people like listen to stuff, uh, we were all very out of the loop. You know, there was like a few key bands and everyone loved them. But I mean, especially when it came to electronic music, like no one was really listening to that stuff. No one was listening to people like Flying Lotus or Barbs or Shlomo. And then, or at least at the school I was going to, they weren't. Um, and so when I started getting into electronic music, I sort of completely had everything in front of me and I could explore however I wanted without uh, any kind of, um, I guess, aesthetic attachments or, or, or niche attachments, if you know what I mean. Like, I didn't really see the different kinds of electronic music as, like, different genres and different um, cliques or different anything. It was just all of – it was all new and exciting to me. So I think that's definitely had a positive impact in, in the way I approach music. Like, it, it doesn't really sit – within any kind of genre because I never really I never really like saw it that way yeah totally so when you moved from Phillip Island and started at university in Melbourne did that kind of open you up to I guess more collaborations and working with more musicians of of your caliber and of who had the same interest as you yeah yeah definitely um so I went to VCA and studied a new course that they just started up the year before uh it was music composition and it was focused on like multimedia work, which meant that they brought in like all different people. You know, we had, we had people who wrote, you know, acoustic, like indie folk music. We had people who were writing uh, cabarets and, and orchestra work and stuff. And then there was probably five or six of us that were, were sort of into this dark, moody um, electronica side and, and, I was sort of just toying around and making and trying to like copy whatever I was listening to. And then, and then I would be opened up to these people who, you know, follow blogs and are very involved with music on the internet. And they would show me all of this new stuff. People like, I mean, Arca is probably the biggest one. Uh, my friend Nico showed me. And, and I think from the day he showed me uh, in, in first year at uni, like that set me on this path of, of you know, becoming this, I don't know, whatever you'd call me. Um, but yeah, and, and, and being around all these new people, uh, we were all kind of propping each other up as well. Like we'd go in every week and show what we'd been working on and and you'd you'd hear what your friend was doing and be like, holy shit, like they've just like stepped up a level and you'd hear the next person, you'd be like, wow, like what the hell? I need to go home and, and work really hard to like catch up or, you know, make sure I don't fall behind and, and, and be the guy that's like, you know, yeah, falls behind. Um, and yeah, and then we also collaborated a lot, like after, after school and whatnot, we'd all go down and just sort of talk shit and make tacky house music and stuff like that. Splash Mob there from Woods and Alcool, their collaboration. 
They are long-time collaborators. Um, as we just heard a little taste of it, they met through university and have been working together ever since. In fact, their first release was an EP that both of them worked on. Uh, Callum here takes us through how that EP came together before foraying into his story as Elkel, the solo artist. He also gives us an insight into his feature on Golden Vessel's Banger Shoulders. I'll take you to 2015 for a little bit and sure. you released an EP with Woods, or as we know, our friend Elle. I kind of want to know how that collaboration came about. Was she someone that you met um, at VCA? Yeah, so she was in she was in the year of me. She was the the first year to go through that course, actually. Um, and through that, you know, we there were times where we'd have big group lessons, and being the only two years, you know, when we were in first year, uh, or when I was in first year, we were the only two year levels going through at the time. So it gave us a lot of opportunities to like combine classes because there wasn't that they didn't really have huge numbers. Um, and so, yeah, we were exposed to each other's uh, work across the different across the different year levels. And I think, yeah, she just always had an interest in what I was doing. I just really adored her voice, and then saw that she was moving into, I guess, an electronic um, palette of sounds. And we've kind of been talking for a while about about sitting down and collaborating stuff. And then, I guess. Sort of when she finished uni, uh, it just made sense to you know quickly get that done before before we never really see each other or or talk again. Um, we didn't want to let that happen, so yeah, we we just organised a, a time to go down to Phillip Island and we spent five days you know, hanging around at my parents' house in this in this little studio we had down there, and we pretty much smashed out that whole EP yeah, in four or five days. Oh, wow. Do you find that you still collaborate from time to time? Definitely. Um, you know, I, I have my fingerprints all over a lot of stuff on her last EP and a few things that are coming out on this on this next release. Um, and and I have, like, a whole bank of her voice vocals sitting on my computer that I like to chop up and throw into synths and things like that as well, which is nice. You obviously had this combined release in 2015, but it wasn't until about late last year where I guess you released your debut solo uh, single. So what encouraged mm. you to take things in more of a solo direction? I, I think I'd always been moving in a solo direction. It was, you know, like the Woods XL Cool EP, we never really planned on releasing. Um, I, I mean, to go into her story a little bit, she just signed with management and we recorded um, we recorded that release and she showed it to them and they were like, yeah, great, like straight up we've got a product like from this new artist, like, let's put it out. And, and when we're writing it, that's, we didn't think that was going to happen at all. So yeah, it kind of just came about that we'd, that we do our debut release as a collaboration. And, but from that point onwards, it was definitely like, cool, we've got our names out there. Like let's continue forward as like separate entities and, and just have that as like a nice little springboard to get things going. Um, but you know, it just it took me a long time after that. It was it was definitely a turning point where I realized that like, oh, I can I can write in this pop environment, I guess, or with a pop sensibility. Um, working with someone who focuses a lot on very visual concepts and, and lyrical concepts as well. Uh, tying that trying to tie in my approach to music, which at the time was very much like 
you know, no two bars can be the same or else I'd just get angry <laughs> or I'd get bored or get distracted and, and just move on. It was like, this isn't good enough. So I need more ideas, more ideas. And uh, yeah, I, I learned a lot from that. And then that, I guess, opened me up to, to moving forward as, as uh, I guess, an artist that has a bit more of a commercial appeal. Um, I don't know. I, I, while I was at uni, I was just into making art music, but I just had such a good time working on that release with her and being in that world that I was a bit hooked. And um, eventually, like slowly over time, my music has just moved in this direction and I'm having so much fun with it. But yeah, I don't see how it could have gone any other way. Personally, I didn't feel like any solo material I put out was like ready. And that's why it took quite a while for me to put some stuff out. You know, like it, it just seemed like my whole, it just felt like my musical world had been shaken up a little bit and uh, this whole new exciting side to it uh, that I honestly didn't think I would enjoy being a part of at the time. Yeah, it was, was actually really cool. So I guess still on the topic of collaboration with just what we were talking yeah. about before, um, obviously you, you've laid a hand into one of the biggest bangers of 2017, in my opinion, um, <laughs> <laughs> Shoulders by Golden Vessel, uh, or yeah. as we otherwise know him as Max. So Max how did that one come together? So Max and Elle had... Uh, had, had been collaborating for a while and uh, I think that was probably that was probably my first exposure to Max's music and I really liked it and then when he came down I was like hanging out with those guys at the same time and we got along really well and then uh, I think we we're at Elle's house and they were working on music but then Elle had to go and do something and so we were just there and we, we, we wrote this track where you know I just used like this hook that I had written a while ago and then Max rapped on it and, which is something that he hadn't really done, like, at all. Um, but it was just so much fun, and it came together really well. Um, and we kind of co-produced it, like, through bits and pieces back and forth. It came together within, like, a few hours. And, um, you know, I don't think we'll ever do anything with it just because it's such a, like, a bit of a silly joke that we did. But it's, it's really cool. Anyway, um, so, yeah, we, we kind of just realized, like, that we clicked and then organized to do a similar thing with Elle like he would come down and we spent a few days writing in the studio and and he just like pulled his laptop out and just showed me like a whole bunch of ideas that he'd worked on and yeah the, the, the I guess what was the start the seed of shoulders that he showed me was one thing that really stood out and I was like yeah I want to make something with that like let's do it and uh he was like yeah cool I've actually been talking about getting um, more out on this one and I was like that's amazing like that's she's someone I really want to work with and her whole um, kind of rapping flow was something that I was also kind of aligning myself to as well. I mean, we obviously have very different styles, but, you know, working with someone who just has that kind of different attitude or, or doing something a bit more than just writing catchy hooks, you know. Yeah, I was really stoked to get her on it and uh, to work on something with her. And, uh, yeah, so we just decided, yep, we'll work on that instrumental and then I think within the day or two that we'd spent working on it, we had the lyrics to, to my part down and the song structure down. And um, and then we basically FaceTimed Grace, told her that we'd sort of come up with this really solid idea. We really think that she, she should work on it. Um, and then a few months later, actually, maybe a month or two later, she came back with, with her verse and it was just like perfect. It just synced right in, like, you know, like, 
it almost felt like that verse was already there. It was just waiting for her to write it. Like it just made sense and the whole song came together so well as soon as uh, she laid it down. That's Al Cool there talking about his collaboration with Golden Vessel and Morat for, as I termed, the banger of the year. So good. Darling, I can see under skin Your head is a weathered home Your heart is a head alone It's waiting on your phone Breathing again so Al Cool lends his vocals on that particular one. Such a beautiful result as it all came together. And I feel like I definitely have a point when I say banger of 2017. Are we, are we still, do, is banger still a thing? Are we still saying this? I am, but I don't know if that's anything to go by at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, we glide into the third part of our chat with Callum, a.k.a. Al Cool. Uh, he goes into great detail about his new single, Dynaro. He also tells us what's next for the Alka project and what his endgame is. I'm loving this endgame chat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, co- continuing to collaborate and spending time in the studio is something that is really important to him. Back onto the topic of your solo stuff now. So you've just released a new yeah. single. Let's see if I can pronounce this one. Uh, Dadaro? That's right. Oh, well, amazing. that's how I pronounce it in the song. Okay. After I wrote it, I realised that you're supposed to pronounce it Dadaro. Okay. It's a French philosopher's name. I want to talk about that one for a little bit. So you've just released the video with it. And I kind of want to ask, so you collaborated with Rex Kane Hart to create this video and I guess the visuals around it. Why is it so important to you to have such a strong visual aspect to accompany your music? I mean, Rex and I have been working together on stuff for a long, long time. Um, You know, when I was going through uni and I needed a visual aspect to to my work, we, I, would, I would go to him and, and it would just all kind of connect really, really well. And while we were doing that, um, it sort of ended up being that a lot of the stuff that we'd film would just be me in front of the camera with, you know, makeup on or paint thrown all over me or, or like, you know, like dough just like everywhere and strange lighting. Um, and that kind of turned into the, the El Cool persona or character. And yeah, it just seems something that would, like going forward, would uh, actually become a really big part of it. Um, and I think, I think like it kind of just makes El Cool make sense, you know, that it's, it's, it's sort of all one, or it comes from like just one mind and it's, it's all one unified idea trying to present something that makes sense to you. I, I think I just really like the idea of creating a world uh, you know, and through music, obviously, like that's something that's that can be done quite easily. But like, I also have interest in film and in, and in video games and 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 stories. And I think, yeah, I just wanted that that colourful world that I imagined in my head to kind of yeah come out a bit more than just the music. So on the topic of Data Row, um, obviously, mm-hmm. it's got such a strong theme to it. What inspired you to create such a song with I guess such a such an in-depth meaning to it uh at the time when I was writing it I I just I just moved out of a house in Melbourne that I'd been at for years and I needed a break and I went down and it was the first solid set like time that I'd had to really be a bit more reflective and and feel feel like I had sort of escaped the, pl- 
place that I'd gotten a bit too comfortable in, you know, yeah. uh, in, in where I was before. And so tying in with that, it, it just felt like so many things were changing. Um, you know, also like personal stuff, relationship stuff, like there was a lot going on. And, and I was sort of always looking out and trying to find ways of making sense of it all. And, and you know, how, how can I make this a positive thing? How can I grow from this? And so, yeah, I watched this, this video that uh, a really good um, uh, video essay creator on YouTube named Nerdwriter. Uh, he, did a, he did a video on, on Diderot, and, and the whole concept was just very fascinating. Um, I like kind of getting my head around how humans work and, and understanding why people do what they do, you know, how much of someone's behavior is uh, is their character and how much of it is the product of their environment. And if so, like what kind of environment is that? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, and yeah, this concept of uh, Diderot, Diderot just struck a chord with me and, and was something that I thought could be applied to a lot of different aspects in my life and just in life in general. You know, I thought it's just something that people would connect with. A, a big part of, I think, what Elko is becoming is, is trying to trying to put a bit more sincerity into popular music and a bit more of a uh, threadbare or, or honest portrayal of, you know, what goes on in people's lives, you know, an honest uh, expression of emotion. You know, that's not a big, like, people write beautiful, beautiful lyrics that, that can romanticize things and, and, and paint, a, paint a picture and tell a story that, that's, that's nice for people to imagine in their minds. But, I, I, yeah, I just wanted to, to sort of bring something of myself out and... Uh, it just made sense to, to name it after something that was really quite crucial or, or, or something that was a bit representative of the process or the, the, what I was going through at the time of, of growing and changing. And yeah, I thought that by naming the song after that, and including it in the lyrics, uh, which all revolve around that same concept of growing and changing, would be a good way to kind of actually come out and tell people about it, tell that story and yeah. Cool. So one last question. What's next for Alcool? Like you've got a couple of singles under your belt. You've obviously a pretty avid collaborator. What like what's what's the end game? What do you want to do with this project? I think like and uh Elkel as a project is is very much just putting myself out there as someone who has ideas and concepts and can, you know, make a plan and do things. So just uh, opening up to collaboration. I think the end goal is very much to be someone that's just always working with other people. And, um, you know, I want to be somebody who inspires and excites someone when they're in the room. You know? um, definitely want to keep going with releasing material, solo material, uh, and doing all my own production and, and pushing and pushing Elkel as what it is, as, as an independent project. Um but I think the end goal, like like, if I could be sitting at the top of my music career ambitions, is to just be someone that's always being sought after for collaboration. Because I just love, I just love always sitting in the studio with people and learning, you know, how they work and and what little what makes them tick musically and why, you know. Um, because every time I come out of that, like my writing's different, um, and and that's exciting. So yeah, it's just it's just all about learning, I think, um, and collaborating. I just want to be in a position to do that as much as possible. This is Diderot by Alcool.